Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode 23 of Two Fools Save the World. We're in October now, man. Sabri, how, how you hanging in there? I'm doing good. You, when you said episode 23, I was like, no, you can't. Oh, shit. We're on episode 23. That's pretty funny. 23 in. We surpassed 23 episodes ago, obviously, if you can do math. But yeah, we're still continuing our thing and still doing. It doesn't seem like it's been 23 episodes. To me, at least. Really, yeah, it really doesn't. But maybe to our listeners who are dealing with all the shit we do. Maybe it seems like 50 to them. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're arguing how many months has been like between five. <laughs> we spent like three or four minutes right before the podcast. It's been five months. It's been seven. No, it's been five and realized neither of us can do math. I think it was like six. <laughs> but, <laughs> I still say it's been seven. I don't care what you say. Uh, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Uh, dude, it's It's been a crazy week though. I mean, I know you said you've been kind of the same old, same old with you work and school for the most part, right? Uh, work, school, and then, yeah, you know, I've been fairly in good spirits considering my fantasy football team, but yeah, yeah, work, school, and fantasy football. Well, since you brought it up, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, this past week, <laughs> I'm 4-0, uh, I actually won this week, but I think I was more heavily involved with not my own matchup this week. <laughs> I, I won pretty comfortably, which, by the way, I just want to state the fact that I won with two tight ends. Joseph, I know you're listening, and you'll probably text me right after this. Two tight ends, homie. Two tight ends. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joseph, yeah, so I, Joseph, I love you, buddy. He texted me literally probably last week, and I forgot what we said about last week, and then the same week before. He's like, what are you talking shit for, man? <laughs> That's, That's how I know Joseph listens to our podcast. We appreciate you, Joe. We appreciate you. So I know I have told you guys listening about my four championship rings, and I I don't hide it. But if I if I don't hide it from you guys, that means the league hears it. So I lost this week. I'm 0-4. The bad thing about this loss was I posted the second highest score. I actually posted a ridiculous High score, 197 points. I lost to a person who scored 200 points. And this person, uh, I had my top player, my top wide receiver to play. All he needed was three points, and I would have won. And this guy got me zero points, Calvin Ridley. I lost. And, yeah, the whole league... uh, Made sure I knew I lost because as soon as it <laughs> happened, I got a few text messages and yeah, it was not it was not fun for me at all. To, to give more context behind the Calvin Ridley getting the goose egg, uh, so we're in week four, week one, two, and three. Calvin Ridley had no less than a hundred yards receiving and maybe like five to six catches. I think very very so in, fa- in the yeah, world he was of fantasy minimum 25 points a yeah, game. Yeah. In the world minimum. of fantasy it averages about that 25 to 30 points a game. So he was he's been Sabri's number one scorer, I think, right? For the past 3 weeks. 
And yeah. so when he went into the end game, which Sabri only had one person playing, the other person he played against didn't have anybody else for the remainder. He was only down by three points with his top player who averages 25 points for the previous three weeks to play. So we're thinking he's a Sherman. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he played against my Packers. Uh, it was Atlanta versus Green Bay Packers. And dude, the defense was just all over him. They were all over Calvin Ridley. I watched the game. Uh, I think I was probably yelling at the TV more than Sabri was. Well, I know I was because Sabri, you said you worked that night, right? Yeah, so luckily for me, I was at work. So because I was at work, I did not put myself through the torture of watching the game, yelling at the TV for three hours to throw Ridley the damn ball. So, yeah, that was the one good thing. What was hilarious is that, like, I was super rooting for you. And I was, I mean, I, I wanted Sabi I to win. I find that hard to believe. Well, I wanted Sabi to win, but I did have selfish tendencies of why I wanted him to win. He was playing the other undefeated team in the league who, who was going into this uh, week four being 3-0. and And I was the other undefeated team going to 3-0. So if Sabri were to win week four against the other undefeated team, that would make me the sole undefeated team of the LOL league. Legal so that letters. I can believe. I can <laughs> believe that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I was rooting for you, buddy, just to let you know. I had you. It's back. one of those things where I feel like the whole league is using their voodoo on me to make sure I lose and suffer. So I just wanted to make sure they remember this voodoo is not unlimited. So once they waste it all on me, they're not going to be able to use it in the playoffs when they need to win the championship. And they're going to run out of it. And the winner is going to be the one person who didn't care if I won or lost. So congratulate to that guy. In all <laughs> fairness, I've been using my voodoo on you for the past five years. <laughs> so at least I'm consistent about it. Just saying. You are. <laughs> and, I hope, and you fit in the category where I hope you lose if I am toilet bowl champion. I mean, with that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just at the point now where I'm happy. I think I'm almost to the point where I'm guaranteed not toilet bowl. I think maybe one more win will guarantee me not uh, a toilet bowl championship. Because we had people going into the uh, the playoffs with records of five and seven. So the fact I'm just one more win away from being five yeah, and oh. I would say, yeah, one. I say five and seven will five pretty is, much highly, guarantee yeah. you not to yeah. be toilet bowl champion. And I, I would, would say, say every yeah every year I play to not be toilet bowl champion. Well, no, we had yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> we had that one year where everyone was like had that borderline playoff. Remember that one year where it could have been anybody who was the toilet bowl champion. I think that was last year, wasn't it? Like, well, no, 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 there, no. there was, it was, was there was literally there was, was like one there was one uh, league or one season, and I want to say it was last year. It was like literally one game between toilet bowl champion or sixteen in the playoffs. Yeah, last year was, but there was one year that was even worse than that year. There was one was that like, really outcome by one game. If somebody, if somebody, and it came to the last game. Yeah. Last year came to the second to last game. So, y- yep, yeah, yep. that was the only difference. I do remember that, and I do think I got myself out of it with a win. I think I had Chris Carson on my team, who, right, that might have been last year. Out of that, the, the years all merged together. I know I'm just, yeah. I, I happen to, when I have good years, I have great years. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. The moral of the story <laughs> James is 4 0. I'm 0 4. 
And it's funny because I'm I'm actually in my other two leagues, I'm four and oh, and I could care less. I could care less about the they're more money, and I don't even care. <laughs> I would trade it in a heartbeat, but whatever. I'm 0-4 and I'm soaking in pity while James is partying like a champion. Party so, like a rock star. Congratulations, James, for another victory. <laughs> Thank you. Well, to make you feel a little better, let's go into some good news. Yeah, I guess we should. (laughs) I'm still cracking up a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Going into my good news, I think something that we don't really think about in the world of COVID, how it affects you know, different people. You think the uh, sports people and like, you know, the NBA championships are going on right now, the finals, uh, the Lakers versus the Heat, which by the way, the Lakers won tonight, which they're up three games to one. Uh, you think about the other uh, current teams or current uh, sports that are on right now. You got baseball, uh, you had hockey who just recently uh, had their uh, Stanley Cup finals. There was a heart, room, uh, heart, heart moment that I watched online where the defenseman for the Las Vegas Knights, I believe his name is John Merrill. The NHL, they had what they called basically a bubble when COVID-19 happened. So what they did, they took the city of Edmonton and they allowed all the uh, postseason uh, entries into this little bubble with staff members and people who run restaurants. And they literally just had like a literal bubble and they didn't allow anybody in or anybody out. That meaning that, you know, if you had kids, you had family, you know, you didn't see your family, you didn't see your kids for like months at a time because nobody will allow in or out. Uh, it was a heart, you know, warming moment when John Merrill came home to surprise his girls where they didn't know he was coming home and like his wife opened the garage door and then his three girls saw him in the garage and it was just they ran towards him uh, saying, you know, daddy, daddy, give him a hug. And it just kind of, you know, gave you the feels. It was, it was a feel good yeah. moment just to kind of realize. And you, know, you don't really think like, you know, athletes and whatnot are really suffering during COVID-19 because they get paid a lot of money and, you know, they're just, you know, they play sports, but no, it, it affects everybody. You know, not being able to see your family and not be able to see people, you know, even that's to an effect kind of like what you're going through, you know, with uh, being with COVID and everything like that. So just those small little moments make you feel good. Yeah, I feel for him. I'm sure that was a great moment and I'm glad he got to reunite with his family. Yep. yep. So my good news, I scrolled the through the Internet. And I was looking for some good news, and I came across this one story. And it was Greek athlete carries disabled woman up Mount Olympus, fulfilling her lifelong dream. I was like, oh, title caught my attention, so I read a little bit about it. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. So um, a Greek athlete named, I'm going to butcher his name, but his last name is uh, Junaku, who was... um, uh, he befriended a 22-year-old biology student named, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, Alfiria Tosiu, and learned of her dream to experience the summit. So naturally, he so he's done this a few times already, climbed Olympus. So he made a special backpack and strapped her on his back, and they had a support team of eight, and together they climbed up the Mount Olympus fulfilling her lifelong dream 
So it looks like uh, um, this Greek athlete turned into a Greek hero. Wow. That is a feat in, her, in itself right there. Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine doing it alone, um, but carrying someone on your back at the same time. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. 2,400 meters up. Yep. Actually, that's that's not even the highest. That's the resting point. I was just kind of reading the article. But yeah, 2,918 meters to reach the summit. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I get tired of going up three flights of stairs. <laughs> Let alone, and not even carrying any. I'm not even carrying anything, man. If I had to carry a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper or something, I'm like, you know what? I'll leave it in the car until I need it. And then I really need to go downstairs to get it. I pick it up only when I need it. I get tired taking the elevator up three flights of stairs. So I feel you. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's our good news of the week. And let's go to the news of the week, starting with the COVID in the NFL. More football talk. Dude, we've talked about this, how crazy fantasy world is going to be. And this week, you know, was no different with all the different people, uh, teams with COVID and whatnot, or NFL players actually getting COVID. Uh, 20 players from the Tennessee Titans and other staff members have returned positive Corona cases since September 24th. So different offensive, defensive men and staff members alike to the point where they actually had to cancel the Titans versus Steelers game that was supposed to be scheduled for the Sunday, which put me in a predicament because I had the Steelers defense and I also had a, I think I had a couple of the Titan players kind of think of it too. I can't remember, but I, I had to drop and pick up some people. So I had to pick up different people on waiver wires and yeah, that put me in a predicament as other people put in a predicament as well. Yeah. And then also uh, Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19. So he had to miss week four. And because he tested positive, they almost canceled the that game also. But instead of um, canceling the game, they pushed it to Monday. They retested everyone, decided since no one else had it, they played. Luckily, nobody else had it. I mean, that's kind of the, the, they yeah. tried to do that with the Titans uh, when they had the first positive test, I think, back on the 21st right. of September. They're all like, all right, well, you know, we'll close the facilities down. We'll start testing daily. And that's kind of the protocol I was been. If you have a positive uh, case of Corona, you then I, I don't know if they close down the facilities automatically, though, but they kind of quarantine people and they continue doing testing. And if right. uh, more people start, you know, showing up as they have a positive test, it's like, OK. We have to cut the shit down. Well, they trace too. If someone was positive, they they're able to track who was close to that person, and then they test those people. Yeah, the, the, um, exactly. Yeah. Luckily, nobody so, else on the Patriots team had it. Uh, yeah, it was originally scheduled for Sunday. I want to say it was an afternoon game on Sunday. The Chiefs versus the Patriots. Uh, since nobody else tested positive as of Saturday, they just postponed that Sunday game to then be Monday night. So we kind of had a Monday night doubleheader, which was kind of interesting because one was on ESPN, the other one was on CBS. Normally, when you have an ESPN, uh, a Monday night doubleheader, yeah. both games is on um, ESPN. So I kind of had two TVs going at the same time, <laughs> one on CBS, one on ESPN, watching. So. You know, the a funny side note about the Cam Newton testing positive was right before he tested positive, Joseph, who's been on our podcast, uh, made a trade with me, a wide receiver, for because um, Joe had two uh, quarterbacks, Cam Newton and Matt Ryan, and he traded me Matt Ryan because he had Cam Newton. And then I accept the trade, Cam Newton test positive, like I think a day later. 
And um, yeah, so the strategy could backfire um, now that he tested positive on that trade, but I thought it was kind of a little humor. Yeah, it was. I kind of giggled at it a little bit. I almost said I wish that that trade wouldn't have went through so week four, so he would have already had <laughs> he had to pick up a quarterback for week four, but it turned out okay for me anyways because I played Joseph Beth, right. uh, the same week. Well, what's going to be bad for him, though, is now coming on week five is that he is out of quarterback. He still does have Cam Newton, but uh, it's a 14-day quarantine when you get corona, so that's automatically missing two weeks. Which brings up the weeks. question that no one's talking about, is the Tennessee Titans going to play this week also? Are they going to cancel this game? Well, as of today, I think I read that no other Tennessee Titan players have tested positive for Corona. And this is the second day in a row that they had no additional um, so outbreaks. So they're just going to play 20 people short? Well, it's 20 people, but that's a combination of staff and players. I think the total amount of players that are actually got the actual coronavirus or the COVID-19, I think is about 12, maybe 10 to 12 oh. players. Right. So a lot. It's still a lot. Yes. They're just going to bring people up from the practice squad and whatnot. They're going to fill the team. They're going to play. James, they need you. Get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Send me a coach. I'm ready. Would you do it? Would you do it, James? Hey, I went went vegan for five grand. Would you do it? Five grand? Hell yeah, I do. I'll get run over for five grand. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) I would too. Guaranteed, I could do better than Calvin Ridley in the Atlanta game. Oh, too soon? My bad. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh yes, 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 I am. But yeah, I could be um, a t- I could be a Titan though. I mean, most of those people went plant based. I was plant based for a month. I could handle it for a week. I'm good. Do you remember the Titans? Great movie. I remember the Titans. <laughs> Sorry, that was a movie pun. So also uh the NFL find ten Raiders for in- including their star quarterback. 15000 apiece for violating the protocols of uh, face coverings. Yeah, I was like, damn. Much they weren't wearing masks. Which I think is, I mean, I, I get it, but ever since the season started, like game one and like week one and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, like there's that Thursday night game, which I forget who played that Thursday night. I think it was the Chiefs and I can't recall off the top of my head. But I remember partic- particularly looking at that game and noticing that you know, the coaches and the refs, they're wearing masks, but the players themselves, aside from their football helmets, which you could consider it a mask, I guess, but it's a helmet. It doesn't cover your face. Yeah. yeah. When when they had their helmets off, they weren't wearing masks. And like, and nobody wasn't like, they were silly, literally sitting right next to each other. And I'm like, well, I guess because they're actually playing into the game that the rules don't go to them. But I guess since now we're getting all these positive cases of Corona, right. that, yeah, the NFL was like really saying, okay, hey, now you got to freaking start wearing your mask. Fifteen grand seems kind of excessive, though, for just like not wearing. I mean, I guess, but I mean, it's the NFL players. So people they're making millions and millions of dollars. I guess fifteen bucks is like a dollar dollar fifty for us. Not everyone is, but you're messing with their money. So every time you get it, someone else suffers. You know, so yep. And no joke, like in the hospital, we wear our mask if we're in our lunch area and stuff. It's like no, we pretty much for the. A high majority of us wear a mask all the time. Well, I've, the hospital, I've, that's a little bit of a different scenario. I mean, NFL, you're outside like point, stadium. Like, like you're, you're in the middle of a freaking, like, you know, <laughs> patient, almost like but, your patient zero. But my, my point is they're not taking it serious, and that's probably why they're getting fined. They're not taking it serious, but at the, at the same point, I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do get your point. But I don't think I think it was excessive. 
to be honest. 15,000? Well, just uh, yeah, well, yeah, the fine in general is 15,000. 15,000 like to wear a mask? We're willing to get run over by professional athletes for 5,000. No, <laughs> it's not excessive. And honestly, I'd do it for 200. <laughs> James, six pack of Dr. Pepper. Let's go. <laughs> Just so you can have that Al Bundy story. Yep. I scored four touchdowns at Polk High. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yep, Derek and me elbowed me in the crotch for two pack of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'd be all like, <laughs> I'd be like, worth it. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. But I, I do thought, you know, and going off of the Raider thing and kind of what the NFL is doing to take better precautions, they're becoming big brother. Now, they might already have this already, but I think they're kind of tightening up what they already have in place. But they're putting um, video surveillance cameras, monitoring people who are wearing masks in team facilities, even while traveling, you know, uh, the state of don't want to postpone any more games, which I can see that. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I, I mentioned the NHL earlier in the in the show during the good news segment. And there's one thing, you know, like all the sports that happen, you know, baseball, uh, basketball, hockey, you know, uh, even the NFL now, all of them had had positive coronavirus cases with the exception of the NHL. The NHL did not have one positive COVID-19 test or uh, a case while they were in the postseason or... I think they only actually had it. I don't think they had any more regular seasons. They just had the full season of the NHL. Not one. The shortest amount of time, maybe. Maybe well, they had the least amount of exposure. The least amount of exposure, yes. Because they literally created a bubble. Nobody was allowed in or out of this bubble. You know, you take a, a radius of like a like whatever, 120 miles. And you say, okay, you have this set of group for the restaurant staff, this set of group for your medical personnel, this set of group of players go here, this set of group of players go there. Nobody is allowed to leave the bubble. If you leave the bubble, you cannot come back in. Nobody is allowed inside the bubble. We're they have it blocked by you know all means. And they kept it strictly isolated to where the coronavirus never got in. So nobody ever tested positive and they, they're getting praise of like this precautions that they actually took for it. Cause no other uh, sport has taken that amount of precaution with the exception, maybe right. the NBA now, because the NBA well, granted it's only two teams. Now it's the heat and the Lakers. Yeah. So they're literally are in a bubble. Um, Cause of all the memes about, you know, LeBron James, so I'm going to get a butt weapon for smoking marijuana on like uh, Instagram live or something like that, <laughs> which is going to be funny. They're always saying, you know, like LeBron is one game away from his son getting an ass whooping. So <laughs> I always laugh when I read that, but um, so it, it kind of goes to say, you know, uh, maybe the NFL should kind of take the same route of really isolating everybody. So to kind of limit the exposure. But if you do that also, I mean, I can see that though, but then you're you're basically just imprisoning the players for the most part, don't you think? No, because they have the option to leave or not do it, so it's their choice. They just put I guess it's just a matter of putting their job above their family or family above the job, whatever choice they make. True. They get the option out or anything and stuff like they right. did earlier in the season. Like right. It's not like they're being forced to do it. What's your family and stuff worth to you? You're like, honey, I don't want to go. You're like, bitch, you make $2 million a year. You better play that game. Okay, I'm going. 
I know. Well, everything, everything, yeah. Well, actually, I think it's different. I think athletes compared to people in the hospital, you have, if you're an established athlete, you would should be able to afford not to do it. Yeah, Where if you we, were, let's say, a hospital worker, you don't make as much, and your family probably depends on that check. So I'd know, say actually but, it's opposite effects. Well, we all know athletes blow money like nobody's business, so they don't have a savings at all. <laughs> like if we if we use Le, LeBron James for example, I bet he put his fame and or not fame, but his career and legendary status above everything. And that's why he's playing for a championship ring, if I had to guess. But I can't speak for him, but I would just say I'm pretty sure he chose basketball for to be the considered the best player of all time. And that's why he's playing. Because he doesn't need the money. No, he definitely doesn't need the money. He's dead. He's the Tom Brady of the NBA. (laughs) Why Tom Brady consistently took pay cuts to stay with the Patriots until you realize, you know what? The Patriots don't like me very much. And now he's bucking. Right. Yeah. I don't (laughs) don't think Bill Belichick likes me. Yeah. But let's go from uh, one Rona talk to the other. There was pretty, pretty huge news with this uh, coronavirus this, uh, this week. Yep. Or last week. As we always go to a new month, we kind of think, okay, what's the uh, what's going to happen this month in October? Yep, sure mm-hmm. enough, didn't really. Uh, <laughs> it it came October first. There was a certain tweet that happened on a Thursday night, October first, that President Trump released that he and the First Lady got COVID nineteen. Yep, I was Ooh. like, at first, I was like, no, this can't be real. Same thing that I kind of thought too, because it's really fucking awkward timing. Whenever well, I think happened. I texted you. I, you did. I think I was the one that texted you guys. Well, you you got it first because you hit me on Facebook Messenger, and then the uh, mutual friend of ours, Candice, she texts me and saying, "Did you realize like uh, like Trump got Rona?" And I'm like, "What? What?" And then she just kind of said it like as like uh, is it true type of thing, asking for confirmation. Then like five minutes later, she texts me. She's like, "It's true," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I think I immediately went to you texting you that information, not realizing you sent me that same thing like an hour before. <laughs> and then I'm like, then I start reading the Twitter newsfeed, and I'm all like, "What the fuck?" Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh. Then I started thinking, like, huh, how is this going to affect the presidency? Because this is right after his debate. And then I started thinking, oh, shit, Joe Biden didn't wear a mask, and he always wears a mask. And the one time he doesn't wear a mask, the fool next to him has coronavirus. <laughs> Yeah, you don't know how long he had that because not only prior, like prior to that debate, he was at all these like fundraisers and like just you know promoting this like presidential run for the next one, and then he was even I think uh, promoting or at the nomination of the uh, Supreme Court, wasn't he? Wherever, wherever that was, yeah, and like so, you know shaking hands and you know like posing for pictures and whatnot, babies, giving kid, COVID, you know, all that man. stuff, yeah, tra- like spreading the love, literally, like <laughs> spreading the COVID love everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, what if Biden got it? What if, but I, but but Biden tested after, and he was negative. But all these thoughts came through my head, and I was just like, "Man, this is crazy." I wouldn't say shocking. I knew it was happening, but just the amount of negative comments, both positive and negative comments, if you look on Twitter, there was well, all the way from like "Get real, Trump" to "Die, you son of a bitch." 
<laughs> and I'm using die son of a bitch as a nice way of putting what they actually put on Twitter and other places on social media. So I'm like, damn, yeah. like, yeah. like we all know, like I've been very vocal on my fuck Trump campaign type of thing though, but I don't want the guy to die. Like, you know, from COVID-19. Are you the campaign now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fuck, the has fuck, it, fuck it Trump campaign. Yeah. Has this, who's, who's funding this campaign? <laughs> it's all the fucking money that we're getting, uh, getting like donated. Yeah. <laughs> so you got zero dollars right now. Yeah. Zero dollars, man. Yeah. We all. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm the only one funding it. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah fun- so, we're funded by fuckets. So the, the crazy thing is, and this is going to be a question for you, but. How do you think he's handling it? Because first of all, we seen him at the debate. He test positive. Supposedly, he was tested before the debate, but I could see him just kind of being like, "Nah, I tested like a day ago. I'm not testing again." I don't think he was tested yeah. before the debate. You do or don't? I don't. You don't. Yeah. So, and then he gets admitted to the hospital, right? Yep. And then what? Two days later. He's or yeah, two days later he's driving around in the SUV, yeah. just showing showing the crowd and the people and his supporters that he's okay. Like a, a power a power play or a power stance. And and I'm thinking like, bro, you cannot be doing this kind of shit because you could be infecting people. Well that like, dri- that driver's it, fucked. <laughs> that's was. what I was thinking. I was like, the driver the people who helped him to the car, probably the the staff, because um, when you have coronavirus, you are supposed to be isolated in one room where staff counts up. They put on their masks. They put on all the and it's all special stuff. It's not just like regular cotton masks that you see people in in the grocery store with. Yeah. So this dude's doing all this unnecessary stuff putting other people at risk just to show that he's okay. And then I tried to put myself in his shoes and I was like, all right, even though he's like um, an ego kind of maniac anyways, narcissist. And I think, yeah, I think he would have done this no matter what, but the election's coming up. He just finished the debate. And if he is seen as weak or, timid or backtracking on this whole covid thing which he called a hoax but now he has it he's he could lose the election so i'm trying to see his point of view like he's just trying to win but then you go back and forth is him trying to win worth putting other people's lives at jeopardy and that was kind of my thought when i saw him driving around and doing this and then he left the hospital early against doctor's um advice against the recommendation he left yeah right and any smart doctor would not recommend them doing they don't want to be liable for that stuff yeah so i found all that stuff interesting but what do you think of his actions i'm on the same page as you like why are you fucking driving around or anything like that like like even in a bubble like the way coronavirus has kind of been, everybody's more like been stuck at home. Like even if you don't have the virus, you're still staying home, <laughs> right? Everybody's like kind of right. like buckled down. Like you don't go outside or anything like that. You know, 
you kind of mentioned something prior to this podcast and as we get into later talking about the social dilemma which is our next topic that we're going to talk about though is saying how trump was one of the most uh most used social media uh presidents that we ever had you know obama was a tech president too but trump is literally on twitter probably every single day i'm sure he posted like 30 things on twitter why not just kind of like, you know, promote the, uh, yourself or just kind of say to the American people that you're okay with the technology that we have today, you know, just post something on the news and put a little message out on Twitter or just let them know like, hey, I'm good. You know, why endanger a lot of your staff members in the White House, which a lot of people are still testing positive today that are in the White right. House. That, right. you know, it's not just like Trump and Melania got COVID. One thing I learned from this whole thing was um, I knew the president was called POTUS. I never knew the first lady was called FLOTUS. <laughs> never yeah. knew that. Yeah. So Oof. when that was posted, I was like, oh, I learned something. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't, I had like originally back in the day, I thought POTUS, they were talking about Putin. <laughs> <laughs> long time ago i'm like why do they keep talking about putin I'm like oh president of the united like oh yeah that's funny yeah i thought i thought you were talking about pudding <laughs> yeah yeah put, pudding. like what <laughs> pudding oh, oh, oh. yeah a lot of people another... don't talk well a lot of people keep ta talking about like this is fake like he actually never actually did have the Rona coronavirus, which I don't necessarily think it was fake. I think it's really fucking awkward timing and odd timing, ironic timing. But uh, people are saying like he's getting out of his like to do taxes. That's why he kind of pulled this publicity stunt. And mm -hmm. even more people were getting fired because he was only in the hospital for like three days. You know, he was. Yeah. Walter, I looked uh, up Walter, Walter Reed Medical Center, right? Which is a really fucking nice hospital, man. The presidential suite for the Walter Reed is like way nice. <laughs> it's like, wow, mm -hmm. nicest hospital I've ever seen. But I yeah. did look up, um, just a brief side note, I did look up other world events going on. Like, if this is a distraction for something. And one thing I came up on was if it is a distraction, I don't know how this would play or affect anything, but. Armenia is currently being attacked for land um, by Turkey and another country that I will butcher the name, so I'm just not going to say. But yeah, they're currently being attacked. Um, and this has been an ongoing thing where the Turkey has Turkish people have not admitted to the Armenian genocide. And this has been going on for years. And there was like some kind of, they were peace for a long time and then they broke it. So I was like, oh, I wonder if this is the news that um, if this was a distraction that they're causing. But yeah, I don't know if this is the distraction or well-timed for sympathy after the debate that he has COVID, maybe sympathy votes. But yeah, then um, I started thinking about the Secret Service and because they're going to have to be stuck in this whole situation now, too, where it's like not only are they dealing with like guns and knives and bombs and you know people who hate trump and people who love trump and then you got the whole white supremacy and then the blm and then now they have to worry about covid you know what i mean which is literally inside their little group so it's like yeah it has to be crazy like just even thinking about the secret service yeah that's nuts there was a one news personnel 
that he got a lot of shit for it too which adds a little what he said is kind of like a little like yeah dude i don't know he's he said he was stationed in afghanistan he felt more safer than in, in afghanistan than he does in the white house right now that's funny i was like that's damn funny. damn like that's a little it's a little that's hardcore a bit, to say that's like, a bit extreme but yeah. when you think about it is it extreme i don't know right kind of what he means by just being scared for his life where there's nothing i mean at least if you're in afghanistan and you know shit us the fan you can fucking run i don't know how far you get but you know in a white house you can't see covid so you don't know where it's at so it's like it's one of those invisible killers you know what i mean and like yeah. at least if i like turn a corner and i'm all like that guy's got a gun you know what i'm gonna bolt to the left and make sure he doesn't catch me or i'm gonna try to at least get a head start before he shoots me in the back or something like that but yeah. I get it. But just to move on um, from COVID, I just want to fill in a little bit about the relief negotiations. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I know you heard about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so Nancy Pelosi in the House delays the vote on the stimulus package. And we're like, all right, well, whatever, I guess. Like, we saw this coming. And then it's almost as if what you delayed the stimulus package so trump's like fuck that shit i'm delaying it even longer we're not gonna have a stimulus until after the elections and it's like what now they're like one-upping each other of who's dicking the people more and i'm just like what the (laughs) hell it's like trump actually had a small victory if he just let pelosi delay it but then he's like fuck that i can't let you win at anything I'm going to delay it longer. And I'm just like, whatever. We don't need a stimulus package. I'm not expecting one at this point. To I mean, be honest. not getting one anyways. But the the way I read that tweet and the way he put it, though, it, it made him look really bad. Because I don't really know how many people actually know Pelosi postponed it anyways. But because that didn't really make a lot of headline news. But the second Trump said something about it, obviously, is going to make headline news. Especially because right. he's so uh, in the news right now with like COVID and everything else with the debate and other stuff. The way it posted him, he's all like, we're not going to have anything until after the election. So it's basically saying, you know, if I get elected, I'll take care of you. But, you know, if, if I don't. Not, you're yeah, fucked. Yeah. You know, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying yeah, good, he's basically saying good luck with Sleepy Joe over there or something, which I like Joe Biden. Though. He didn't look Dude. too. He didn't, he didn't look too sleepy to me during the debate. <laughs> uh, Did you watch hey, the SNL episode where like they had uh, Jim Carrey play Joe Biden? Yeah. That's, yeah, he did a great job. They, they all did a great job. I Jim, it was yeah, Jim Car- I didn't know how good Jim Carrey could be a Joe Biden until I saw him play Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he came in with the little handgun thing, I yeah. thought that was hilarious. The smile that he had, and I'm all like, wow, okay, right on. <laughs> yeah. Ah, boy. Let's switch gears, shall we? Enough about fucking Corona, enough about Trump. Let's do it. Have you watched the, which we were supposed to talk about last week until the uh, debate happened, but have you watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix? You you know the answers, yes. You made me watch that shit. <laughs> I did. So I, made him ta- I, I made him take notes. <laughs> I did. I took notes, too. I did. Uh, so for those of you who haven't watched it, The Social Dilemma is a documentary on Netflix. It's about an hour and a half long. came out this year, and mostly to talk about the current situation of social media and primarily talking about the addiction of social media 
like how addictive it can be and how companies target people in order to keep them engaged longer and to make them stay on a given platform. For instance, me be either being on Facebook or Instagram and in order for companies to keep me on their platform, they more or less start developing this profile of certain actions that I do. They notice that I uh, look at certain videos. Like I watch a lot of NFL uh, video clips. So they think, okay, this person is a sports fan. So we're going to start feeding his news feed with sports-related topics to try to engage his attention span to make sure he stays on the platform. So like I will be scrolling. And if I'm about to get off, all of a sudden I see top five plays of NFL player Brett Favre, who is my favorite quarterback. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I spend another 10 to 15 minutes on the platform watching the videos and stuff. That's It's kind of more or less what they're kind of talking about. They're They're trying to present how addicting social media can be and just the overall impact it has on your mental health. What are your kind of thoughts on the whole premise of it as we, before we get into like a little more details about it? Just kind of watching it. You never are aware of how bad it is until someone mentions it or brings it up to your attention. So kind of watching this made me aware like oh yeah this is an issue (laughs) but (laughs) when you don't think about it it's just everyday life and that's probably why it's the issue is because these apps and these uh, devices have become a part of everyday life so it's an issue that no one thinks to seem it's an issue it's so normal now it's crazy like if you just walk around the street just look at this you know and if you probably don't notice this because you're probably one of the people that are doing this. If you just happen to be looking up and not looking at your phone uh, for whatever text messaging or social media or Instagram or like looking at the coupons for where you're at currently, like try to get some food or something like that. If you look around, just like to see how many people are looking down at their phones and who's actually having a conversation with one another. I guarantee you, you probably at least a good 90% would be either staring at their phone, scrolling through something. You could literally be sitting right down next to another person that they're hanging out with. They're probably talking to each other, but they're looking at the phones. They're probably showing each other something that they found, like a meme or something like that. It, know, makes, it makes years, me scared, but go ahead. I was going to say a few years ago, um, when Words with Friends was popular, oh, dude. There, was a, there was like a group of eight of us um, in the same room, hanging out, and we were all playing words with friends. And I'm like, "Holy crap, this is pretty sad." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I realized it, and I was just like, "Oh man, like, this is no, bad." Like nobody has Scrabble anymore. Like we couldn't break that out or anything like that. You I know, know right? <laughs> Old school Scrabble. Uh, it's it scares me for the younger generations, though. The, that's what really freaks me out. Like, <laughs> there was another Netflix show. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. Have you ever read about or you ever heard about that or watched that yeah, show? I, yeah. With the cassettes and stuff and kind of like the bullying and social media right. and stuff. Yeah. That show scared me so much to almost to the point where I did not want to, I don't want to have kids. This was the um, amount of really? bullying. Yeah, dude, the amount of bullying that is and just like, and everything happens yeah. on social media and how it spreads. It's yeah. scary. Like the, you know, tech, there's technology addiction, you know, the social media addiction, there's bullying online, there's body dysmorphic disorder where you're seeing people look at a certain image on Instagram, like your Instagram models, and this particular uh, primarily on the, you know, the fem- female side where they see this certain athlete that's probably Photoshopped to hell 
and literally like all the blemishes, like the perfect picture, perfect model. And they're like, I want to look that way. And they get depressed because they don't look that way. When in fact, they're just as beautiful, I'm sure, probably. And like they see, you know, I want to look, I want to have the same facial features. You know, I want to have my nose look like that. You know, I want, you know, my breasts to look exactly like that. My legs, what, what have you. Even with guys too. You see guys, you're like, dude, that's what I want. I want a six pack ab like that. You know, I want my shoulders to find like that guy there. I'm like, shit, I look like a fucking Swiss cheese. Cause I, you know, I don't like lift or bench press or do anything like that. It's, uh, you know, getting depressed about that too. You know, there's been an increase in, uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, for just Generation Z, because they've grown up with social media. They're growing up through this because it's such a point of their lives. They're taking it so seriously. Yeah. There's the stick sticks that's very freaky where, you know, teenage girls admitted to a hospital for you like cutting themselves or doing like bodily harm up 62%, 62% for like late teenagers and 189% for preteens. I think preteens being mm-hmm. like uh, before like 14 that's crazy. Well, yeah, they're the first uh, generation Z's, the first generation that is going to be growing up using all these apps and stuff, which leads to more depression and anxiety, which, you know, is going to cause them to uh, do bodily harm and hurt others and stuff. So, yeah. You probably think, you know, if you're asking yourself, like, how did they get depression? How did they get anxiety from just like, you know, being social media, you know, like being on apps and stuff like that? If you think about it, like, you know, if, and if you're public and and a lot of it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the parents' fault, <laughs> you know, I, 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 there's nobody knows really where to put the blame on this. That's kind of the biggest problem that they should blame like the parents for not, well, you know, monitoring. I, know. I would, no, I would blame the companies because- are the lawmakers because there is no laws there these big companies like facebook and whoever google or whatever they're self-regulating themselves so there's no um there's no laws in place that that define the area how far they could go you know what i mean well there are privacy things that they implemented in place to try to better protect people uh, that's what the the that's kind of where the biggest problem lies like you know they say you know facebook you need to fix this okay we'll give you the tools to do it nobody does it like facebook we need this okay we'll give you the tools to make sure that this uh post doesn't go like outside of your wall all right people don't uh, like use those tools in place and i'm not saying you know it's facebook is totally like innocent and like as an example i'm just saying social media companies in general uh, that they're not mm-hmm. totally innocent and like it's maybe the parents job where they're supposed to you know uh, kind of monitor what their child's doing but you can't you can't do that <laughs> it's nearly impossible there has to be some type right. of like limitations and stuff to uh, try to feed out their things uh depression and anxiety like for instance you know a person can kind of post a picture on instagram say a young lady posts a picture or to say you use me example i post a picture i post a picture of myself running and you know my privacy is set to public so everybody else can see it and then i get a couple of my friends saying hey good job go running and i get another person i don't know like hey chicken legs you know run fucking faster you know it's like something that could be so innocent where it might seem like kind of a laugh but you don't know if that person's going through certain shit throughout the day and like if i have certain insecurities with my legs and that just happens to be the one thing that breaks me <laughs> and like you know fucker said my i look like damn chicken legs and like All right, i don't want to run anymore i don't want to post anything anymore i'm gonna wear pants for the rest of my life i'm not gonna show off my legs just you know certain things like that you, you don't know and uh because of like this little things where 
and even if I read that, I'm like, oh, it's an innocent post. He didn't mean anything by that, but you don't know what the, how the other people takes it. And just, you know, because of that, and then kind of the, the statistics that I showed or said were, you know, 60, 62% of late teens are end up getting themselves 180, 89% of preteens, even suicide rate, which is super scary. 79% or 70% of late teens suicide rates has been up preteens 151% up since 2009. 2009 is a significant date because in 2009, Facebook hit their uh, major milestone where they had 350 uh, registered users under Facebook with 132 million unique monthly active users, making them the most popular social platform in the world during that time period. Yeah. It's freaky, man. I mean, you're a kid and like he's young. You know, where do you, when does he get a phone? Technically, the way um, the way these cell phone companies are marketing the stuff now, most kids already have a phone. If you think about it, yeah. And this is I didn't even think about this until this moment. It's probably a strategy where they're teaming up with companies like Facebook and stuff. How do we get these devices in young kids' hands? Right. So, you say T-Mobile, for example. Hey, if you do a fourth line. You get a free phone. Well, guess what? Most people only have, there's the mom, the dad. Maybe you have an older kid, a younger kid. Well, who's getting that free phone? It's going to be the younger kid, right? Because why wouldn't you take a fourth line for a free phone, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I'm sure the age is going lower and lower, and these apps are getting in their hands, you know, like TikTok and all that. My kid right now loves... uh he loves um, YouTube and yeah, even YouTube's bad. Like, you know, if you're not monitoring, even like YouTube kids, right. like some of the ads that I've Actually, saw YouTube kids is worse than um, the YouTube. Cause you can't, you can't monitor YouTube kids are not monitor, but control. Yeah. And that's the thing. People think like, Oh, it's YouTube kids. It's meant for kids. No, it's not. It's just simply, uh, platform marketed towards kids but you're still able to search every single youtube video it might have changed since then but you were able to look up any youtube video from the kids app yeah so currently right now it's youtube and we play games together but i do have concern about when he gets older and it gets more um, dependent for their social status you know like oh it's my birthday how many how many people wished me happy birthday? I posted the picture. How many likes did I get? Yeah. Oh, no one no one liked my picture. Um, does that mean nobody likes me? Right. And stuff like that. So it goes. I, I it totally goes that down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's like yeah. why why did my friend get you know sixty likes on this one picture and I only got two. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and just the depression that that gives of dislike insecurities that it builds up within a person. It's it's crazy, or just even the bullying factor on it. Like right. too, just right. people, people making fun for worse. certain things. Yeah, you, yeah. Even worse, your example. Like no one posts a like, but someone posts a comment. Like you're fucking ugly. Yeah. You know, or or they say kill yourself, and they take it. You know these these kids take it to the heart, and you know they they contemplate it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a new new world, new scary things, you know. And what's crazy too is that everybody kind of wants to be a content creator nowadays. 
a YouTube star, right? Or the next Twitch star. Like even me, oh, no. I, I I dabble in YouTube. I dabble in Twitch. We have this podcast. This podcast is a public platform. Anybody could like send a message and be like, fuck you two fools. And mostly we, me and you will probably laugh because we really don't give a shit about what people say to us, more or less. Fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck them too. <laughs> there you go. You tell them, Sabri. You tell them. <laughs> but uh, but we leave ourselves open to people being able to criticize against us or just be able to say something to us at an open platform. And not a lot of people are prepared for the negativity that's out there in the world. Like they create a YouTube video right. or something like that and you get a negative comments. People are out there just to see the world burn. You know, they're not there just to leave, you know, a good comment of saying, hey, that was a great job. I like the way you did that video. They're like, <laughs> your hair looks stupid and you got four eyes. You know, they're just doing that on purpose. Like, and literally had nothing to do with isolating you. They're just literally probably, you're probably the 16th person that they left a bad comment on that day because they're just trying to see who they can get a rise out of. Right, because someone left a bad comment on there, so they got to get 16 people exactly. to make them feel good. Yeah. Plus, we're... We're a bit older, so we've gone through life, so we probably could handle it more. I hope we can. Well, uh, we were born as this was coming up. Like, uh, social media and stuff didn't happen for, like, Sabri and I until we were well into our uh, adult lives. And Well, MySpace kind of came out. MySpace was high school for us. MySpace was kind of like MySpace the, high school. I th- yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was high school. It was kind of like the starting point of everything, and then Facebook kind of came out during later in a college life. But Facebook only came out specifically for college students. It wasn't really hitting mainstream regular till like uh, kind of like mid two thousand, I think. Where yeah, they, keeps time being you, yeah, you trigger the memory like in high school with MySpace. A girl was like, I was kind of interested in. She was like, Oh, you should. Uh, join my MySpace and read my blog. I was like, "What's that?" And and she was like, "Just join the read." And I was like, "What? I got to read something?" Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm not. In, I guess I'm not interested in you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? What's, that's funny. <laughs> but another thing, uh, talking about as far as like recognition and stuff. And remember, MySpace had where you had your friends. You could put your top eight friends on your main page. Oh, yeah. You remember, you remember that? How did you feel when you didn't make my cut? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I was hurt. I, I waited like 25 years to bring it to this day, to October 6, 2020. So I was fucked up that you did not put me in your top eight. <laughs> I'm pretty. You know what? Were you in my top eight? I'm not even sure we were MySpace friends, to be honest. <laughs> no, we had to be. We had uh, to be. I'm pretty sure we were, but I don't know. It was like way back in the day. I don't like you and I became friends like 10th grade where we were, uh, how old were we? 16, 17, 10th grade? I think around that. No, 10th grade had to be 15, 16. F- 15, 16. Yeah. So I don't even remember. Bro, I'm, I'm sure. Around, but. Hey, I'll even do one better. You were in my um, T Mobile Fave 5. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, all right. I feel better. <laughs> you were in my phase five. Uh, I feel bad. right next to my mom. Uh, God love her. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, we got off the topic somewhere along those lines. It's crazy. Like I fear for the youth, even adults. Though you know, adult life is like crazy too. I mean, we're targeted like whatsoever. Like but I, I want to. I mean, oh, they sorry. got they got me just today. What happened? I, I saw an article for some tacos and like, fuck, I wanted tacos. And I went to get tacos for lunch. <laughs> and I was eating my Del Taco taco. I'm like, damn, they got me, but it's tacos good. 
That sounds good. I feel like we got off point at some way during this conversation, though. <laughs> but I just want to go back to the actual social dilemma. Find the documentary of the social dilemma. They 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 made a lot of like quotes and statements and stuff. Like one of the key ones was, "If you're not paying for the product, then you are the product." And when they said that, I was like, "Dang, that hit." Like that, that opened my eyes. Like that hit home right there. Yeah. Cause think, cause you don't First. think about it as a person, you being the product, but yeah, to, to the, to Facebook, to TikTok, to all these other apps, you are the product. And then there was another quote. Um, the way these big internet companies view people is like stocks in trading futures. That is a stock term like trading for corn or pork belly on the open market. Yeah. We are now looked at like the product. And I was like, holy shit. We, we, me and you just got compared to fucking pork belly. <laughs> what the I, hell? I don't know about you, bro, but I'm great A beef. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, think about that yeah. for a second, though. Like, I'm we are, we, like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in between. I I go grade A beef and I go pork belly. Sometimes I'm just sometimes I'm just baloney too. Just to be honest. <laughs> uh, but think about that for a second. As far as like being the product, a lot of people don't really get like, well, how am I the product? I don't sell anything. I don't I don't do nothing. I'm like I don't. Uh, I am not by anywhere involved in the product that they're advertising. What is the product per se? You know, any time. An ad or certain things can just manipulate the way you think. As my example today is like, you know, lunchtime happened. I happened to see an ad for Del Taco and I figured I actually want tacos and I want to, you know, get Del Taco. That's a perfect example. You know, right. I, I am the product of doing that. And you're like, well, how does that make you the product? Well, I just told Sabri, I had fucking Del Taco for lunch. Sabri went, fuck, that sounds good. You know what? I am promoting Del Taco now. So I am the product of Del Taco. So people who happen to see something really cool on the internet and like, you know, I'm do this all the time. I see a new game. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I copy the link and I put it on my Facebook to kind of like show everybody else. Hey, this looks kind of interesting game. This could be fun. Like, check this out. Let's play together. I am advertising for that company. So I am hence the product and I am advertising that product out. So it's just right, little, so little you, steps of manipulation. Yeah. Just to break it down even more simple. it's. We are the product because advertising, if we look at advertising, advertising equals money. Therefore, they get paid. And that's just kind of the line that why we are the product, you know, why they get money. And that's just what social media has become is how do they get paid by getting us to look at advertising? And that's just the whole game right now. The crazy thing is... um they even have um, special um, jobs and titles for people who do that. I forgot his first name, but I, I wrote it down. Um, uh, his last name was Chatmeth. He was the head of growth at Facebook. He His whole job was how to manipulate platforms to get people to go to that platform and view it to generate more ads, to generate more money. Yeah. That was his whole job. How do we grow the platform to get people to look at it? And yep. it's just crazy how they manipulate us to, to do it, as James mentioned earlier. That's the key. Talk, yeah. For example. 
the key is to monetize your content. That's the whole key. How to make money. Uh-huh. How to, you know, have a platform and make money of it. Yeah. Tristan and I, Harris. Who, and I kind of want tacos again, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan Harris, who was a former Google ethicist, um, had to quit Google and start his own company because it was no longer ethic. He he said, um, he says social media is no longer a tool for good, but an addiction for bad. And he could no longer work there. And he also states, and, and multiple people on this on this sh- who came on the show state they don't let their kids use any apps or social media because how addicting and how much it messes with them. I agree. Like you know yeah. how hard it is to rewire a kid who's already is addicted to social media, like or not necessarily social media, but addicted to their like apps or their iPads or anything like that, TikTok or anything. Like you know how much of a shit stirred up when Donald Trump said he was going to ban TikTok. Like that yeah, caused a oh, yeah. roar. <laughs> yeah, kids you know? were crying, dude. There's a scene in the Social Dilemma where the mom puts their their phones and devices in a lockbox where they can't get to it. Just for an hour, within the first ten minutes, the younger um, daughter breaks it open with a hammer. <laughs> she couldn't. She couldn't last ten minutes without her phone. It was pretty crazy. Have you ever thought about though this being without the internet per se, just like computers and stuff no. like that, so, or just like without anything? Like, so I, I'm I, addicted, but I'm not addicted to social media per se. I mean, it's my I'm a, job. I'm at a computer probably a good 20 hours a day just for like all the other shit that I do outside of like work and mean our podcast and I do other type of content creation on YouTube and Twitch mm-hmm. and things like that. So I'm on a computer a lot. Yeah. So not being at it for like more than a couple of hours seems kind of like, you know, weird. <laughs> like I rarely even watch down and watch TV. Like I when I'm watching certain like a TV show or something like that, I'm normally at my computer. I have the screen one dedicated for like a TV show as I'm like working away. Uh, to like take the internet away, take me away from the computer. It feels weird. I, I remember there was a particular, like it was like um, we took a trip, uh, me and my ex-girlfriend about two years ago mm-hmm. where we went camping and uh, we went to uh, Lake Arrowhead and uh-huh. no devices, no anything like that. Dude, it was so fucking weird. It was liberating. I'm like, all right, I bought this like no it was like not being able to device, not being able to check in, not having to constantly look at my phone and email to do like, you know, constant work checkups, to have that anxiety of like thinking something's going wrong and having to actively proactively fix it to make sure nothing else happens and go wrong. You know, you're con- when you're constantly like go- doing that back and forth, you know, the anxiety is building up within you. And if you just realize you can just turn off the switch and not have to worry about it like it's like the weight of the world's off your shoulders and i think a lot of people kind of get that where they say you know i delete facebook and i delete instagram and i feel great about it because they're not actively checking it which constantly builds anxiety because you're not getting that you know social success where you're getting a bunch of likes and getting a bunch of like quotes and tweets and shares and all that stuff. You're not even worried about it. So that's that anxiety is no longer there. I never cared about that stuff. I Facebook to me was to remember someone's birthday and to play those Facebook apps, which I no longer play, yeah. but that's all, that's all I used. I didn't care about anything else. Like, like that's all it was for me. I'm, I'm not really a social media guy. As you guys probably can tell or learn 
James has tried to teach me and I fail <laughs> epically. But um, my addiction is the damn game apps. I don't like these phone apps and these phone games. I'm just like, dude, I, like, I even admit you, you gave me homework to watch this documentary. I would say within 20 minutes, I was playing like a game on my phone while <laughs> watching the documentary. Like I couldn't, I couldn't give it my full attention. Like I had to keep my mind busy with like some other like game and stuff. I had to multitask. That's funny. I think I did the same thing as I was watching the documentary. I was scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and this even like TikTok and doing stuff like that. See, I already, yeah. I already know my addiction and I'm okay with it. Like I kind of like buy my time. Like I know like I, okay, I'm going to throw out the day. Like while I'm taking a shit, I'm going to scroll through TikTok for a little bit and <laughs> just kind of go back to work and things like that. I used to be a really heavy social media user way back in the day, like two or three, uh, like maybe three to four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, where I had a lot of insecurities back then too. Not so much like today. I am much more comfortable with me. Well, back then I probably, I wasn't, I'm not saying I probably wasn't. I absolutely wasn't okay with myself, like whatever body uh, looks and things like that. And just confidence wise and everything like that. So I totally can relate when they are talking about this, uh, the, you know, the social success of like not having a certain amount of likes or not having the laughs that you thought something would get, not having the popularity of it. And just kind of realizing, you know, shit, should I delete that? Should I leave it on there? Just like the insecurities and stuff that kind of comes with that. And even people kind of tell you like, Hey man, why'd you post that? I'm like, Oh, was it, was it not good? Like, should I not post that? Like, no, you know, uh, I know what that feels like. And it, sucks because <laughs> nobody should really be that way either uh you know right. they should be like fuck it i don't care you know like yeah that's right I, I posted that freaking meme of trump like injecting himself with clorox i don't give a shit you know <laughs> it's like right. having a confidence and stuff like that to do it yep that's why james is my uh um who i go to to make sure i should post something or not because i will pretty much post whatever i think <laughs> So James tells me sometimes maybe I shouldn't do these. <laughs> it goes the other way. There's there's some things that I showed Cyber like, hey, look at this. And he's all like, dude, don't post that. I'm all like, no, 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 don't worry. I'm just it's just for me and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's bad if I say don't post it. Back in the day with Franklin D. Roosevelt, he created the fireside chats um on the radio where he was able to talk about policies and rumors to the people. So I'm curious on your thought, do you think Trump is kind of a genius for being a president who Thickness. uses social to be a social <laughs> to use the social media to his advantage? I'm using the Trump uh strategy, like fake news, allegedly. Fake news, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, so I just thought it fake was news. interesting, like to compare <laughs> the radio and Franklin D. Roosevelt, how he used the radio to communicate with the people. And how Trump is kind of using social media and apps to uh, to kind of get with the people and use it to his advantage. Like you got to give him credit in that aspect. I wouldn't necessarily say it's to his advantage. For his though. age, for his age, he's 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 using it to his advantage. How do you how do you not think so? He's getting uh, positive results, negative results. He's creating attention to himself. Well, if the whole goal was to create attention to himself, yeah, mission accomplished. He's probably the most successful president of all time in getting uh, like recognized in that sense. So, if you're going strictly off of that, yeah, he's a fucking genius for like getting recognized and getting recognition and bringing the most attention he could possibly can. 
where I say it's his disadvantage because we realize how much of a dumbass he is and how much stupid shit he says. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just the amount of things like if I look on Twitter today, like how much stuff do you think he posted on Twitter today? And I made that comment of Barack Obama of actually him being a, the first tech president, which he was like very active on YouTube and different things. Um, but he didn't really post a lot of things. And just looking at how much Trump tweeted today, actually probably today looked like a light day. It looks like there was five, six, the six, six things he tweeted. He can't, he can't post. He has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that should that should be uh one thing like yeah, if you have COVID nineteen you cannot post on cannot post on Twitter like your tweets yeah. could spread to COVID. <laughs> so you wouldn't give him credit for that? That's interesting. I, I'm not saying I didn't give him credit. I said I, if the goal was to get attention, mission accomplished. Yeah, he's the most successful president in getting the attention. Uh, as far as how he used the platform, he didn't use it as a way to get messages across to the American people in a positive aspect. He just literally used the platform to say the shit was on his mind. Think about how um, one tweet from him can make the stock market go up or down. Exactly. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, and that has happened. <laughs> yes, that's no, no, yeah, it definitely has happened. Like but... he he put that quote about saying the stimulus package and like not giving anybody any money until after the election oh, yeah. and the freaking Dow yeah, went down like three hundred. Yeah, 300 points. I think more than that, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just curious on your thoughts on that because um, I, I just wanted to kind of compare two generations of presidents and what they had to work with. And it seems like Trump is using the tool to um to kind of go with what he has to become president for another four years. <laughs> The only reason I probably just go against that is because even before he was president of the United States, he used Twitter like nobody else either. So that's yeah, but that's my point. He still uses it. Yeah. It's pretty good for a man of his age. He he uses it more than I do. I don't even use it. Yeah, but I use Twitter as a source of news, which I'm not sure how good that is either. <laughs> <laughs> Because I figured if, you know, that, that was the fucking internet, though. But I, I figured if it gets at least 10,000 retweets or 10,000 people kind of saying the same shit, it probably holds some water. Unless it's a really overpowered rumor that's just going across everywhere. But yeah. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Everything James says is fake news. <laughs> probably is, really. Shit, don't trust me. Fuck. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up yourself. All right. Now we can end the show. All right, stay safe, everybody. Have a good week as always. Don't get COVID. Happy October. All right, yeah, be safe. Uh, <laughs> stay away from the president. He might have COVID. <laughs> All right, See you. bye. See you, everybody. <laughs>